I've been bitching about uh, digital marketers for like the last week now. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I feel like every day I'm always sending you some new, like, post about some person being a digital marketer and just sucking at what they do. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like this weird thing of, like, it's like a little bit of confidence that they're, like, portraying, which I respect because that's how you make sales and everything. But um, there's just been, like, a lot of people coming into these groups that I'm in and are like, hey, what do I, what do, I do at this point and they're like in the first step of setting up their ads on google ads i'm just like what do you do you take google ad google ads as course like are you gonna like come back and ask for the exactly what the next step is and are you doing this yourself are you doing it for a client you're gonna waste so much money yeah i mean marketing is like sales in that way it's zero entry so you end up with a whole bunch of crap that makes it harder for the legitimate people to do what they're doing i'm still shocked at how much um, how much information is out there and then like how little people still know. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I guess I just don't understand the whole, um, you know, asking about things that were dead 10 years ago um, and like being in an SEO group. Cause it's like, why do people join the SEO group? Like why do people join agency groups if like they don't know anything about being in an agency? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Cause I didn't join any until you were like, Hey, you should join these groups. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible example because I have no idea why people do those things. The times that I've done it, though, like where I've seeked them out is because I had an advanced question. So this is the problem is I have an advanced question for people who really have to be deep in it to know what's going on. And I post it and I get no response at all. And I should I would have just been better off contacting somebody I know personally. And they probably say the same thing. And the answer is that none of us know. So somebody's just going to have to take a shot and see how it goes. Uh, and that there's no real great way because like you said the basic stuff is all out there it's the heavy stuff and then those groups aren't great places to do those sorts of things because they're full of newbies who don't know what they're doing i've noticed the more the more advanced people are on linkedin they're on like so like there's facebook which is like the people who don't know anything and then like they're in these seo groups of people who sell seo products like or seo courses um and then there's like linkedin which is actually communities of agency owners who know what they're doing at least to some degree um but then there's like other um forums like barry schwartz um follows and sometimes like i think about joining those but that's a whole process for me and then like i never have it really advanced questions uh yeah it's pretty rare i mean i think of one of the one of the ones that i ran into recently was setting up custom events for ga4 and i'm looking into parameters and i was wondering what other people were doing for best practices of how they were setting up parameters. And then I knew already that alone was going to be too heavy for pretty much anybody to actually talk about because that's dev work and they're not going to know. So uh, I feel like I've been in these groups long enough to know that uh, you shouldn't ask these groups questions because you're going to get so different information. And then you're, it's going to be so like from like the bottom of the barrel answers to like the high end answers. And you're not going to know what's the right one. So like uh-huh. I, I always research things before I ask random people about it and I come to my own conclusions. Um and I and I follow like the industry sharks, like like Barry Schwartz or like you know, like we were talking about yesterday, like Matt Diggity and like you know, seeing what some of this other data uh seeing what other uh, other people have found as far as data goes and like actual objective answers versus someone just being like, No, do this and then like really like their only experience is reading Neil Patel blogs. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is true that sometimes the, uh, I don't know, I, I run into it a lot where you do the research, but it's just not out there. For example, Apple Maps. 
uh, SEO for Apple Maps in particular. If you're dealing with some issues about them not accepting changes to your uh, your business listing, there's tons of dead threads about that. People saying, I have this issue. There's nothing, absolutely nothing to talk about. I had to contact general Apple support who got me through to somebody who still wasn't on the right team, but knew slightly more than the general person. And ultimately came to the, hey, here's this help person. You can, like, they don't have a team that you can call, but you can send an email to this email. And then I did that. I'm like, that's that's nowhere to be found. <laughs> you, you're not going to find that anywhere. And it's just going to be going down a huge rabbit hole and hoping for the best. And it's 50-50 because sometimes you do find those things and other times you don't. And sometimes it's just hang up and call again five times till you get someone who's not an idiot. Like At that point, you're the groundbreaker. Like like you are the one that solved this because you actually went the extra mile and then versus everybody's just like, yeah, you can't, you can't do it. And like one question that I came up on was this guy was like, what do I do if um, like a, uh, an owner of the a business listing left the company and now no one has access to it. I'm like, did you even try claiming access to it? Like, cause that's literally all you have to do is try claiming access to it. And if nobody responds to it, like Google will give it to you. And like, what are these? Like, just do it. Like this like goes with our last episode. Like the problem with most digital marketers, which is like, they're just lazy and it bothers me. And it's, I've been heated lately. Like this week is just full of just people being very lazy. Yeah. I, but I, I also see that, now, this is a little bit my perspective, is that there's not necessarily a major correlation between the best marketers and the best uh, people doing business when it comes to marketing, because they're two skills, like doing business and doing sales and all that stuff, and then having absolute top-notch marketing skills. Like, I think of a lot of people, I've known agencies that are very good marketers, but uh, if they, they, they're not good fits for either freelancing or doing their own thing because that's a hard combo to be able to do both of those. So some people are great at sales and I see in those groups, I mean, it happens all the time where people are like, you know, these people are good and you sign up and you figure out that they're not, they're not good at all. They're just really good at making sales. And then their marketing kind of blows and vice versa. There's people who are great marketers who don't make sales at all. And you don't even know that they're out there. Yeah. But I, I feel like I, res- I respect people who are great marketers who aren't like great at sales. Huh. Um, I don't like the people who are great at sales but suck at marketing and then sell marketing because then I'm just like, you don't even know what you're talking about and you're making things worse. You're making my job harder because now yeah. I have to correct people and try to get published in search engine land just to prove you wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was what I wrote in that post that we just published about uh, landscaping keywords. I complained about that there and really that post was a shameless attempt to rank for landscaping keywords because we saw that. <laughs> in, being, in Bing. Bing. <laughs> yeah, we need to care about Google right now. We've noticed that uh, we dominate Google, but we're not on Bing, really. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. So we were doing some digging in Search Console and found some things that made sense no. to try to pursue. We were doing some digging and Bing Webmaster Tools. Oh, not, yes. they don't, it's not Search Console there Sorry. in Bing yeah, land. No. Bing Webmaster Tools, That's where, which had been, what, three years since I was in there? So I yeah. didn't know what I was doing for a minute. Well... Um, speaking totally unrelated to that. Yeah, uh, what are we talking about today, Jake? Today's episode is all about your first hire, who you're going to hire for your agency first. Now, if it's not a contractor and it's actually somebody in-house, this is really important um, because a lot of the times people get confused about who they should hire 
first? Do you hire someone that can help you grow your business or do you hire somebody that can um, take the work that you're doing off of your, your off of your back so you can focus on other things? And ultimately it depends on your goal, but like 90% of the time it's one of the two. Uh, as far as like a contractor, it doesn't really matter for them because you can whatever you need to outsource you can outsource and um because we did for a while like we outsourced our our writing it was just to my girlfriend at the time lauren fiance now (laughs) she was great at it yeah she was (laughs) and we paid her like 100 200 bucks a site or something like that to write content Mm -hmm. for but uh when it came to our first hire we had to figure out what who we were going to hire um it gets even more complicated with your second hire but um i think do you remember what the first role was like what what were we doing with that? What was the intention for that one? Um, we called it we called it an account manager, right? Which wasn't wrong. That's what they were. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things for us and at that point, and again, we were learning, so we were still trying. But where we were at, we were thinking we need to get out from client communication because at the time we were dealing with a lot of getting sucked into talks and in long lengthy emails and just getting distracted from other parts of growing the business. So that was the goal was get out of client communication, have somebody else handle all of that so we can stay focused on growing. Yeah. Well, I remember, so it it was um, this girl, uh, Courtney, who was her first hire. And we had her do, like, her her job was basically everything. Like, just do everything. And then, like, you know, we'll focus on acquisition and then also growing the business as well. And so she did, uh, like, she managed, well, not really, but... She, her intention was to manage Google ads and learn Google ads and then like learn through Google analytics and do all the monthly SEO, write content for sites. Um, and then I think actually like place images on sites and, and build sites to an extent. And then even the, yeah, facilitate some client communication. And my, yeah, this my is, what <laughs> I realized I like, I made that seem much the simpler. Than it was. <laughs> and the reason why though, is because like a lot of, a lot of that weight was on your plate and not on mine. So I had, like it wasn't in my face and something that I was thinking about at the time, but I remember it was you especially were bottlenecked with some of that stuff. Yeah, with site builds. I, mostly, I think the first person we wanted was someone to do. Um, well, I mean, by your definition, basically a monkey, like someone that could just like do the simple work, and um, where like attention to detail was important, but not super yeah. crucial. It was just like we need someone to like do because at the time we weren't even doing like uh seo on a regular basis for our clients it was kind of like we did it we said it we forget it and then we just like managed their ads and we needed somebody to come in and actually do the seo every month like make progress on it and yeah, we'd uh, have a couple months in there where we were basically stalled up because we were we didn't have the hours we we're just onboarding that's all we were doing and like old client and we, we even got called out by a client who's like hey guys i know you're growing really rapidly but i feel like after you would onboard a client your ones that are like running kind of get forgotten about which he was kind of referring to himself but um <laughs> he was also kind of right <laughs> and we knew it we're like yeah we know like we we, we told them too we we were like look you're not wrong um we we're actively working to address and fix this uh but it's also part of value building right with a productized service so they there isn't a direct hour to work ratio when it comes to what they're paying for so um when when we're not working on SEO, we can also be working on ads and ads are always going to. So there's the benefits of that. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And then when, uh, and Courtney was full time too. So she's put in, uh, we only require 32 hours a week for full time, 
but uh, she was putting in 32 hours a week and uh, eventually she left. Um, she announced she was leaving and it was very amicable, but that's fine. We, we helped her find her new job and everything and got her placed. Um, but then we asked her uh, what feedback she could give for the for the position because this was our first time and we had no idea what we were doing. Um, and since this was her very first job, she, she did give us actually really good feedback. And it was, if you expect this person to do all of these things that you've asked me to do, it should either be two people or it should be someone with experience. Mm -hmm. And our whole point of this position was to be able to bring someone that was green as grass and that didn't know anything about SEO or anything about agencies or marketing and get them trained up to be one, like to be a marketer or an SEO, but throwing Google ads at her, Google analytics at her, um, you know, just reporting and then SEO and PPC. It was just a lot to handle. It, it took a year to get her trained. Um, and we don't have processes documented yet. So, yeah, I think that there's, what, that's that's a very clear point that I would tell anybody is don't expect anyone from the start to be able to do and comprehend the difference between paid media buying and organic optimization. Those are completely different mindsets, different skill sets, and people are usually good at one or the other. Um, so people who do SEO, and I don't want to typecast them too, because there's you can have different sorts of people doing different skills, but you have a lot more creatives. Uh, like writing and just tinkering and playing with things. And then the people who are media buyers are more, they're more, they're bros. That's the best way I can describe it. Like they, they're math bros. So they either like math or they just don't want to spend as much time on ad creative. Cause you think about a search ad and it's not hard. <laughs> it's, it's a little sprint. Whereas SEO is a lot more marathoning when you're writing content and that sort of thing. So to try to expect one person to do both of those things well is unrealistic. And and if you do have a new person too, I mean, I think give them opportunities with both and find what they feel most comfortable with. But yeah, you'd have to really get a home run to get someone and it's just not reasonable to, to think it's going to work out that way. And that's what we found out too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what mic do you have for your Google um, Meet on right now? Um, I think it's the Shure. I feel like that's your OBS mic. What's your Google Meet mic? Uh, let me check. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, you kind of sound like shit. <laughs> it's okay. okay. It's okay. It's not any worse than like your cabin mic. <laughs> oh, you sound so much better. Okay, okay. Jeez, I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like night and day. Holy cow. <laughs> Jeez. My bad. <laughs> so, all right, I put in the show notes, hey, skip to, you know, 15 minutes if you want to hear like good quality audio. <laughs> I I have more I have more thoughts on this though because I remember mm -hmm. going through and feeling a lot of this and also being told this years ago and not understanding exactly what it meant. Uh, I was talking to Greg over at Red Lab and he was talking about the the sticky position that you're in when you're starting from zero again after having been at a place where you're working with some very talented people who are worth a lot of money and having them be like, "Hey, it'd be really cool to work for you." And you'd be like, "Yeah." It would. It'd be very cool if I could afford you to work <laughs> for us. We've got and, some, we've got some people that want to work that we want to work for us, but like we can't afford a six figure salary. Yeah, I I have a very long list of people I would love to give jobs and pay them insanely well uh, because I know they're wicked smart and would make our lives stupid easy. But can't afford it. <laughs> we can't afford it. We can't ask that. So then you you're in this position, and this 
this is on topic because I think once people get into this position, they're going to start thinking these things because you think, okay, well, how do I want to grow? How do I want to get to the next stage? The simplest solution, and I think what everybody should come back to is what is, if, if I'm the one growing the business, what is the big thing sucking my time, preventing me from growing the business? I need to hire for that and get somebody to do that so I can keep growing. That's that's very straightforward. But let's say you hit a plateau where you not growing the business or, or you growing the business is a skill issue, right? It's something that you personally don't uh, excel at. So you need to bring somebody in. Then you start thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe what I need isn't a hire, but a partner of some sort. And then you think, what skill sets do I need that will help the business get to the next level? Uh, and and what can I trade or give up to make that a good deal? Because I think about that a decent amount. But when we, we don't, we're, we're not in that position. We're, we're pretty good. I, I need to be very much persuaded to have somebody come in and be like, yeah, I can help you guys grow. I would be skeptical <laughs> extremely because I think we're fine. Um, but uh, you do have to think about what would be worth that trade-off or if it is worth it or if you are just better off bringing somebody in a, a sort of monkey job and i do i it's slightly insulting but it is genuinely how i feel genuinely how i feel about a lot of those tasks is they're monkey tasks they're things that if you if you wanted you could document the entire process you can outsource it to very cheap labor and you can do it a very cheap way ethically however you feel about it regardless but it is not hard it is not complicated it is it is a lot of work but it is not a complicated thing to do yeah yeah and and that that's if i had to start over like if uh and and do this all again that's exactly what i would do which is what kind of what we did well not technically our first hire was kind of like someone we had a lot of work on our plate and we're like shit we need someone (laughs) like (laughs) like we didn't know exactly what the role was going to be defined as so we were just like it was super account manager that's what it was because the acronym was sam and yeah, even yeah. on our job title, our job position title, I was like, if you're if you're interested in this role and your name is not Sam, like send us an email at contact at evergrowmarketing.com. And in the subject, put um, interested in Sam. My name is not Sam. But if your name is <laughs> Sam, put my name is also Sam. <laughs> and then you get brownie points because we want Sam the Sam. Uh, and yeah. that is definitely a, a job skill. Yeah. And then if, if they didn't have that subject, we would say no, because they didn't have attention to detail. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh no, but when she did leave, though, um, and we we ended up hiring, we, we, we actually did take our advice. We split that role into two roles, but the first mm-hmm. role, but we knew that um, what we were doing with her was we were taking time off of both of our plates with one full-time person. What we could do is we could take time off of one of our plates, so mine, uh, with the next hire, and then they would only focus on content writing and like writing websites and doing SEO. When I say mm-hmm. writing websites, I mean like writing the content on a website build. So I would still build out the structure of the website. I'd pass it off to a new person, and then they would just fill it in with content. Um, and then and then I'd teach them SEO and, and show them the ropes. Um, but then we realized like, hey, we're still in the same like we're still in like the same growth position. Like we can still afford a full time person. That's what we were trying to do, or that's what we were doing. Um, let's hire a second person specifically under you now, and this mm-hmm. person only deals with PPC and like website setup so yep. that's where eva and the set come from they're both college students they both work 15 20 hours a week depending on the um the time of the year which yep. equals one full-time salary except now we mm-hmm. have two people who are focused 
on taking time specifically or giving time specifically for Cody and myself back. And um, it's it's been night and day for oh, 100%. it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we've thought about that, like we, we think about these things a lot, probably a lot more than most business people because I, I can remember thinking about um, when I worked at Walmart for a hot minute and people would complain about, oh, they cut me off at these hours before this so I don't get benefits and that sort of thing. So we had to we had to shift a lot of messaging and be very clear and and upfront with people and say, look, we're not in a position to do certain things yet. In fact, we made a full time job previously that didn't necessarily need to be there. Um, to I mean, it was possible and we could do it, but we didn't actually necessarily need it at the time. Um, and we were just being nice. And we realized that in hindsight, what would be nicer is if we. Uh, are more upfront about when we can achieve those sorts of things. And also I think this is, this is a frustration that I haven't uh, talked to Lisette because she's physically located in Columbia about this is in the U S especially, well, I guess it's changed since uh, Obamacare allowed people to stay on their parents' health insurance after uh, what is it, until 26, 28. I can't remember. It's until age. 26. Okay. I wouldn't know. I was, <laughs> I was not one of those kids. Um, uh, your parents but, don't love you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's it's dumb if kids don't do that now at this point, because it's not even cost effective for them to go in a lot of cases. It's it's more cost effective for them to stay on their parents insurance. And in a lot of cases, parents, because it is more cost effective, are taking these things into consideration and, and not being as stringent about it uh, compared to other parents. Right. Uh, in the U.S., healthcare is tied to employment especially most of the time, full-time employment. And if you aren't full-time, then you don't get those benefits, which means you don't get healthcare. Of course, you don't need to provide healthcare, but that is a very large uh, benefit that people look for when looking for their full-time jobs. So we being so small and in, in projecting out our growth and trying to determine when we're going to be in the best position to do those things, it is very much ideal to have labor in a country where healthcare is not tied to employment because then the hours are that much more easy and much more flexible in the early stages, because if, if it weren't an issue to just give somebody a six figure job, if we had that much cash flow, I wouldn't care. I don't care where they are. I, I don't care at all. Are you good? Are you awesome? Great. But for now, those things are large amounts of money for us. And that makes uh, we're inflexible in some ways with that, not by choice, but it's mandatory with with how our finances are for the time being. So uh Outside the U.S. where that isn't the case, it's much more easier to go up or down in hours or or you find people who aren't. Uh, that's not a big thing for them for whatever reason. Right. Uh, I'll use this very stereotypical one because it's, it's a very common one in Iowa is let's say it's the wife of a man who has a postgraduate degree, makes plenty of good money, technically doesn't need to work, but wants to because she has more time on her hands. In that case, she probably has great benefits and uh, you don't have to worry about that and the hours are that much more flexible and that much more easy here in the US. But, and some people might say, well, that's extremely stereotypical. Well, it's just the truth in Iowa. <laughs> that's that's a very common thing. It's just something that people run into all the time. Uh, so yeah, it's, these are all, <laughs> this is like way more than the topic we originally were going into, but they're all things that as you get into it, you are forced to think about and and make personal judgment calls and also business judgment calls at the same time because you realize there are some things that you just uh want to make a personal priority of but um <laughs> yeah i i, I wanted to I'll shut up for a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally uh <laughs> i wanted to kind of flip the industry on its head and 
and I mean, not like it sounds cliche to say that, but uh, I, I, you know, I want to have good benefits. I want to have good pay. I want to have, um, you know, three month maternity leave and three month paternity leave. Like I want both men and women to stay home and take care of their newborn because that's just something that's not granted in the u.s and i just i want to be i want to be the agency that gives people a life and it's just because you and i both worked at agencies that just ripped it away from you and like we're like no this is what you're doing for your life and um it also it also sounds like very like virtuistic but like ultimately this is what i want this is why i built this agency and i want people just like me in this agency and you know it, it goes back to kind of like um we had to ask ourselves the question of, hey, who, who, what kind of person do we want to hire? And I, I think I said um, I was afraid to hire someone like me because someone like me is someone who works at an agency, learns it, and then leaves and does their own thing, um, mm. which is exactly what I did. But I think you reminded me that I left and did my own thing because I wasn't happy at the agency. And I am very like entrepreneurial in that. I want to build my own book of business and manage my own book of business. But there's a lot of people out there who aren't that way. They're very, mm-hmm. well, they're very entrepreneurial, but they need to work within a frame. They can't build the frame themselves. And it, it does, <clears throat> um, it makes sense because I think even like Courtney was very entrepreneurial. Like she, she wanted to, um, kind of manage things her own. And she is now, she's got her own photography business. Um, but I, you know, I, I think we kind of saw her as being um, working with inside the frame, but it, I think she wanted to build her own frame mm. and that's fine. And you're going to run into that. But when you, when you find people who are like you, like, like-minded like you, who, who love the business and want to grow the business, but don't want to build their own. Um, trust me, there's lots of people out there that are like that. We have a, I mean, we have a friend that we want to bring on the show. That's very like, that was like that. He started his own agency after working at one and now he's back at an agency because he likes that better. Mm. Um, and, uh, that's really important too. And like, there's, I, I mean, talked to Lauren a lot about this too. When we first started dating, she, her dad was an entrepreneur is, and, um, she, she wanted no part of that, no part of that lifestyle just because of how much he worked. And, uh, she's opening, she's warming up to the idea now, but she still likes, um, coming into something with structure and then just making that better. So taking what somebody else built and then making that better. And I'm, and I've been like that a lot my entire life. I still am that way. I don't like building things from the ground up. It takes too long. Uh, <laughs> I really like it. I think, well, not from complete zero, but the I like making my own life crisis of getting things <laughs> to the point where they're amazing, and then I feel worthless. I'm like, oh no, I just have to sit here and deal with my success. It's terrible. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the um, so. Who you shouldn't hire, though, is uh, somebody who if this is kind of a thing that um, I I think I briefly mulled over, which was if we focus on SEO and PPC and don't have much experience in like social, do we hire someone that can handle social and then Cody and I can manage PPC and SEO? Um, That way we kind of grow the business laterally with a third person to handle that. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't like reduce the bottleneck that you and I are having. All that does is going to create more work because we still have to facilitate the social aspect of that. They just execute it. So um, that's something that's really, really important to think about is if you hire somebody, are they going to be doing things that you are already doing? And if they are not, you probably shouldn't hire them or consider bringing them on as a partner to help you grow 
uh, this is exactly what Cody and I did, which was I, I primarily focused on SEO. I didn't really have any PPC experience or at least much with it, um, but I offered it as a service. And I wanted you to come on board because I needed your PPC expertise and you to execute those campaigns. At this point, it wasn't me hiring Cody. It was like, I need to partner with him because we need to grow this together and handle our own duties respectively. And then at a certain point, we can hire somebody to take the load off of our back. Um, and that's where Eva and Lisa come in, where they were. Eva is basically, uh, I guess, quote unquote, my minion, even though you train her and and discipline her <laughs> <laughs> and then like lee sets like I have a more time than you especially right now though so yeah uh and you're and you're actually literally in the same city as her um mm-hmm. so you yeah. can you can physically meet with her um uh, but uh <clears throat> i think um uh, the what was cool was too is like when we hired eva we didn't need someone that was super um what's the word like super I'm looking at your hand motions and I'm like, mm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging for it too. But. Uh, they didn't need a t- they didn't they didn't need a ton of attention to detail. Like, yes, that's important. Like attention mm, to detail is important. Yeah, yeah. But like but it wasn't a super important because we knew that the first hire was gonna take my the load off of my back. Yep. And the load off of my back when it was just content writing and things like that. And it's not super attention to detail because you have things like Grammarly that just like cap that just catch things that to, uh, like errors and stuff like that. And as long as you just use Grammarly you shouldn't have a problem. Um, and then also if there's a mistake, like the worst that's going to happen is the client's going to catch it and be like, oh, hey, this is spelled wrong. Can you change it? And then we just say, yeah, sorry. Uh, whereas like when we hired, when we were trying to find somebody for you, attention to detail was extremely important because mm-hmm. one zero in your daily ad budget is enough to like break the company. Yeah. Um, and if you aren't paying attention to your PPC budgets, if you put, you know, if you got to put in $10 a day and you put in $100 a day, that's a big chunk of money gone mm-hmm. uh and uh even like not even putting in zeros but just forgetting to click a button you know the turn off campaign button <laughs> like yeah. and or turn on campaign button you know uh you've done this on yeah. and and uh, uh you know a couple times and if you do this like the person that we hire has to have attention to detail because i've never met anybody who has more attention to detail than you i'm to the point it's annoying <laughs> yeah, it is annoying. I, I, it's always funny though when I know things are going to get bad because I give you a heads up in advance. I'm like Jake, things are going to break. I'm, I'm snapping. I'm losing it. I got too much. I'm just letting you know we're probably something's going to go wrong, and uh, it usually does. But it, it really does. <laughs> you're just, you're like, oh hey, we, uh, we forgot to turn off this client campaign and we spent seven hundred dollars. I mean, he's like, then, but then it's always followed up with like. I'm doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. But I, I wanted to go back. I really like what you said. Uh, and I've seen it multiple times now in in several places. This idea of people wanting or believing or trying to bring someone in to do something that ultimately you're going to have to do yourself. Uh, it's it's I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think it's very unlikely and it's very wishful thinking. And it's usually you're better off. I mean, we're not, we're not big enough yet to do this ourselves to experience it ourselves, but I've also seen it where there was somebody plenty capable within the company of doing what they were hoping for. Maybe not to the extent, the, the full 10 out of 10 that they wanted it, but a solid seven or eight out of 10. And if they were given the opportunity instead, then it would have gone a lot better than trying to bring someone external and accomplish that sort of thing. So uh, I think especially with uh, college students, which uh, most people are going to be 
early on, you're probably going to be dealing with, if you're not bringing in a partner, it's going to be young people early in their career that you can afford or outsourcing uh, to some sort of cheap labor place, wherever that is. And uh, I think with college kids, you're building them at the same time. They're developing professionalism. They're learning these skills. And that's great. That's awesome. One, it's really rewarding. But two, you get to see their potential as it's growing and where they start to build confidence in themselves to explore certain areas. But also know that there's going to be a limit to how confident or how much they're able to do by themselves and where they're going to always look back to you because you're the owner of how and where to grow these things and the, the finer details in the direction. So uh, it's I think it's unrealistic to expect too much from that. You can get very lucky, no doubt. Um, I feel lucky every day now. I <laughs> think we were, we're at a very good spot. But uh, yeah, you're the best thing is always do it yourself. <laughs> get it off of your plate and then go on to the next thing that you can grow. Yeah. And then also like making sure that you find people that are willing to um, see how they can help grow the thing that you offload to them. So um, yeah, yeah. like like this is really important too. And it's what we looked for. And it's one of the reasons why we hired Eva because um, – she, we said uh, at the end of the interview, I remember she, uh, she was like, I know you said that you guys are going to hire like two people to fill the role that um, Courtney was leaving. And uh, there was some overlap too. I think Courtney was with us while uh, Eva and Lisa. Yeah. Or just a little Eva. less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> Eva goes, um, I know you said you're going to hire two people for this role, but here's why you only need me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, all right, I'm listening. <laughs> which is uh, funny because she's such like shy is not the word she's very polite very courteous so when she comes on aggressive like that i'm like whoa let's go all right i'm listening (laughs) (laughs) but it's cool too because like right now we're um you know it's weird uh we're a quarter million in revenue and um we don't even have a higher tier seo package besides blogging so we have our foundational seo which is just like it's very basic seo you're, you're pretty much getting at like google ads and then there's like seo is like a value for like foundationally on your website and google business profile yep. um but like there isn't a higher tier of like a link building portion or something like that and um traditionally we, we talked in the previous episode we had we did more we did like citations and stuff like that but we stripped it out of this because it just wasn't it wasn't making an impact on the amount of work that we were willing to put into how little this package cost um uh, and right now you're working with eva to build a higher tier seo package that includes like local citations but not using tools like bright local that are just kind of like mass citation building for like no reason mm-hmm. um you're actually finding local citations that matter versus like the thousand that bright local offers that literally don't do anything. Um, and then that's just yeah. one component. Like there's other components too, like getting in with like bird eye and like, you know, getting review generation and, um, uh, actually getting links to local newspapers and things like that. But, um, like that's all being fleshed out. <clears throat> so, that's something cool too that like eve has been working on to help grow that service so we can scale but also being like really forthcoming about where the future of your employee can go i know they're only in college so like they might yeah they they might not want to be on with us longer than they're in college i mean that's fine we didn't plan we don't plan for them to be but giving them the path to do that of like yeah if you do want to stay on like there is a path up especially being on the ground floor and uh like here's where we're at in revenue and here's what we can do for you at certain points like we did this with lisa in october which was uh hey um this is when we flew her out to iowa and we're like 
okay, so you're graduating college. Here's what it looks like for you going full time. Here's where we're at with revenue. And here's when we can, you know, grow you into the role that you want to be in at this certain level. So then that kind of gives her an incentive to, okay, what can I do more to help grow this? And, and literally fleshing out a new SEO package and selling it to half of our clients will double our revenue. Like, yeah, like that's it. <laughs> and it's so, yep. it's so easy to help us do that, especially where we're at right now. And then you're going to get recognized for that. But just being open about it with like your, your new hires, not even the people you hired, but people that you, you tend, intend to bring on. Um, so one, knowing, knowing what you're going to be hiring for. And then two, knowing or um, knowing who is going to be filling that role is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else? That's all I had. Not there was a second where I wanted to go on branching about the difficulty of productized services and and making them fit and how it's a pain. But making, that, making them fit maybe what? <laughs> uh, just getting them to work, uh, sales deliverability, the entire thing. But cool. that sounds like a I, good episode on its own. Yeah, probably. I'll shut up. We should talk now. about that right after this one, right before we go into our next one, because I want to put that down. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, that was, that's it. Thanks for, thanks for listening. See ya.